Hello! Hey guys, it's Arden Cho. Hey, I'm Holland Roden. Hello, this is Ian Bowen. Hey you guys, this is Melissa Ponzio. Hi, I'm Lyndon Ashby. Hi, I'm Dylan Sparberry. This is Megan Tandy. This is Tyler Posey, and you are listening to Not Another. Not Another. Not Another. This is Not Another Team Wolf Podcast. Yes, it is! Oh! Woo! Hey, this is Jeff Davis. You're listening to Not Another Teen Wolf Podcast, my favorite podcast in the world. Welcome back to Not Another Teen Wolf podcast, episode 111. Uh, we're here today to talk about um, another new piece of season five information, potentially, after our episode, you know, talking about the circles of hell and the trailer. Um, since then, we have been uh, gifted with, uh, the fandom has been gifted with a gigantic oil painting uh, fresco. Is it technically a fresco? Can we call it a fresco? A fresco is technically painted onto a, uh, a wall and, and, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, a ye olde oil painting <laughs> focusing a gigantic pile of dead bodies, basically, everyone you've ever known and loved. Uh, is in this in this painting dead, you know, probably, you know, your sister, you know, your childhood best friend, um, everyone that you love. Lin-Manuel Miranda's probably in there somewhere. Um, you know, everyone you have ever come to know and love is in this pile of dead bodies, basically, or at least everyone in the Teen Wolf world. Karen and I are here today to talk about um that and 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 to break down who all of these bodies might be and i keep zooming in on different parts and finding new and and horrible things so uh yeah if you want to get in touch with us you can always reach us on our twitter which is natw podcast you can email us with any feedback on natw podcast at gmail.com you can join us on tumblr which is not another Teen Wolf podcast.tumblr.com or you can comment on this post or any Teen Wolf uh, article on Hyperball, uh, which we will be checking as well on our host website. So I will pass over to my co-host Karen, who wrote a very in-depth um, article about the uh, the fresco, basically, and how, how it came together and, and how we discovered, you know, what was in it and how we discovered all of the pieces but, yeah, there's, there's pretty much horror at every turn, but it's a very uh, beautifully done piece of work. Um, I don't know if it was done digitally or not, but it actually looks like real oils, and I can't imagine what this would have been like doing this in, a, in person because it's very detailed, so it, it may be a digital, digitally produced piece of work. I don't, I don't know, but I keep scrolling it and seeing lots of nice dead things, including little animals, which makes me sad and... I don't know if every single body is meant to have a meaning, but there's certainly a lot that do. So, Karen, how do you want to how do you want to start talking about this? 
Oh boy. Um, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. I suppose um, let's start at the beginning, shall we? Yeah. Uh, we ended up getting a DM on Twitter from the official Teen Wolf Twitter account. And it was just this picture of like a blue, like blue in different shades. There was nothing in our piece. And they were like, this is 11 out of 100. And I'm like, guys, what even is this? Yeah. Yeah, I was so confused. And then other people started being like, I just got this thing from the official Teen Wolf account. What is going on? We figured out that they were essentially puzzle pieces that we had to put together as a fandom into a 100 piece, what ended up being a horrifically beautiful fresco. Um, so that was exciting. I think it took us about tw- a little over 24 hours. Yeah. And um, Amy and Betts who run HowlerCon sort of were the go-to people to organize this. They put together a Google doc and everyone sent them their pieces and they started putting them in the correct places And it came together pretty quickly once people figured out what was going on and we started tracking everybody down. And then, you know, our last couple of pieces kind of eluded us until they they found them. But it was pretty interesting. And not going to lie, I really like what Teen Wolf is doing ahead of season 5B, getting people to track down different things to lead them to either the trailer or this fresco, which has a lot of stuff to look at. So we're going to do our best to break it all down, but I'm sure we're not going to get everything because it is very detailed. Just got on the high res one and I'm just like scrolling through it. So yeah. 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 It's, there's a lot there, but let's start with the heroes. Cause I feel like First of all, that's sort of the um, center point. Also, let me just pause here. Commercial break. I have a degree in art history, so this is like the best thing that's ever happened to me because wow. it's Teen Wolf and art history type stuff. Like, this is what I thought I wanted to do as a job for the rest of my life, which I have not done, FYI, but I still really like it. So this is very exciting and nerdy for me. I just turned up the brightness on my computer, like, to, to look at it, like, probably brighter than it's meant to exist, but so that I can pick <laughs> out, like, a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, yeah, we're going to take this um, person by person, um, the big ones, and then we'll break it down to heroes, villains, and then other little details that we want to talk about. But the first one and the centerpiece of the painting is Scott. And all of our heroes are a little bit, like, in the spotlight. They're a little bit brighter than some of the other places. And Scott is definitely meant to be, like, the focal point. He's a little more dynamic than everybody else. And he's climbing over some dead bodies, which, again, horrific. Um, But he's reaching out toward, like, the audience, the camera, if you will, Um, do you think he's like reaching out toward anything or someone like, what are we meant to believe this whole painting is actually trying to tell us like as a whole? I don't know whether the painting as a whole is trying to tell us that it's like, like that this is kind of some sort of symbolism for the season or if it's just a, a nice thing, if you know what I mean. But ew, is that wolf got its eyes ripped out? That's gross. Um. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really love the – like, I love the style of this. I love the animals painted into it as well. Like, there's lots of bits of, I don't know, people, cur- you know, either cuddling their spirit forms or just wolves in general. Like, there's another uh, – you know, we'll get to, to Kira and that, but there's quite a few different people that I like, and there's a few that I've – it's one that I've theorised is Derek, and I think that the dead person right below Scott might be Isaac as well. I don't know if they're allowed to show the faces properly of the people that are no longer in the show, but – um, this one, not the one that Scott's got his hand on, but the one that he's kind of got his knee on below, do you see? Um, I think that that is Isaac. Um, Scott reaching out, I think that it's like, it's the kind of reach, the look on his face and, and the kind of way he's, it's kind of the way that you like signals to someone. I don't know if you lost it, see, like, you know, like if someone's like, hey, I'm over here, that's like, I'm here, I'm here, that's the kind of body language that he has on his face and in his hand so that's kind of what I'd get from that but I don't know um it could be anything like you know what I mean like if someone you know if you're kind of bobbing in the sea and the boat is looking around for you you're like I'm here I'm here it's that kind of reach and that kind of wave I guess if you know what I mean yeah except the sea is a sea of dead bodies in this uh instance but yeah I mean that makes sense I kind of saw it as like he sees the one glimmer of hope and he's sort of reaching out to it to see if he can grab onto it. It definitely, I, I do think that he's like, he sees somebody and that he's Signal. trying. Yeah. Yeah. And he's definitely trying to like get out from underneath this weight of dead bodies. Mm, fun. But the interesting he, thing here is like a lot of the other characters, like, definitely the majority of them, almost all of them appear dead, even some of the main characters. Scott obviously is very much alive and so is Styles. Hmm. Styles is also alive. He's sort of looking off in kind of the same general direction as Scott, but he also has his hand on the sheriff who definitely does not look alive. Yeah, he does not look super, super well. Um, but, I mean, who can tell at this point? Like, you know, pretty much everyone's dead. I don't think all of these people are going to die in Season 5B. The ones that are displayed here is dead, but I honestly don't know. Certainly most of them don't have their eyes open, but I would disagree that he's looking in the same direction as Scott. I think that he's maybe, I don't know, to me he looks like he's looking off another way and in, in a different direction, but but I'm not quite sure. Yeah, that's true because I'd when say I look, Leah is more looking in the same like from her angle is looking towards the same thing as Scott and Styles is a bit off in the distance, but I'm not quite sure. Yeah, because when you look at Scott, it almost looks like he's looking into your eyes, whereas yeah. Styles is definitely like looking out of the corner of his eyes, which would be like way off to like my right-hand side. Mm. But which could also be interesting because whereas I think Scott looks hopeful, Styles definitely looks worried. Yeah, he doesn't look as 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 pumped to uh to be there as as anyone else. Like he, he not as, I mean no one looks pumped to be there. Kind of he just looks kind of scared and and desperate. I wouldn't say that he's, you know, in the same circumstance as Scott basically. Right. And you mentioned Malia who is right next and off to the right of Styles and his father. Um, she looks like she's either dead or dying. Somebody's got their hand around her neck and she's kind of laying down and she's grasping, you know, at the claws around her neck. And 
I have no idea who this figure choking her is meant to be. The only logical connection I can make is that it's her mother, but I don't know for sure if that's what it is. I don't know if anybody else would necessarily have the motive right now to kill her, but it definitely looks female and she definitely has claws. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, do do we even know if her mother is supernatural at this point? Like, or if she's just, Like, if she's against the super... Yeah, just because she's called the Desert Wolf don't mean nothing. But she's... Isn't she a were-coyote? Have they actually said that? Specifically... We've never heard that at all. At all. I'm trying to think back to the conversation that Peter and Malia were having where everything was sort of like revealed i honestly don't remember but i'm going to very quickly look about what we know about um about her um just give me a second as far as i know you know she's called the desert wolf and a coyote might be you know what we refer to as a desert wolf um okay wikipedia does say she's aware um where coyote but i'm honestly not 100 percent sure if that's just an assumption, like, or if that's actually properly canon. Um, again, I, I really don't remember any mention of it 100% being true. Not that it matters, but um, I am kind of wondering if it's actually avoided on purpose, if um, sort of even if even the wiki, which is not necessarily official, um, is actually accurate because, yeah, we know that she's, a, she's called... The Desert Wolf, we know that she's Malia's mother, we know Malia's a were-coyote. You know, you'd put the things together, you know, two and, um, you know, two plus two makes four. However, we have actually nothing to prove that. It could be, uh, they could be putting us off on purpose, you know, you know th- not that I know why, but they could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I don't know who else would want to kill her especially since the main part of the desert world story right now is the fact that she does want to kill malia so i think it would be logical to assume that that's malia's mother there yeah my my favorite part of this painting oddly enough is kira's section um which is really sad because it's it's quite tragic i think she's lying down she's sort of staring with her dead-eyed stare out outward and her katana is through a fox it's i think it's you know supposed to be this representation of not only her death as a kitsune but maybe like her fox spirit's death and we know she's going to be dealing a lot with that in 5b kind of getting that under control again going out into the desert with her mom and figuring out what exactly is going on with the fox spirit but um it's just, I really like, like, she's very typically Kira right now, like her clothes, her skirt, her high socks, and, mm. and her boots and everything, and then she's just got this, like, dead fox yeah. laying next to her. It's kind of sad, but I also just really like it. <laughs> yeah, I really like all of the animal interpretations in this, actually. Like, there's quite a few um, that are, like, you know, like, you know, dead, or maybe they're just sleeping, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's one over on the other side that I, I don't know. There's there's quite a few. Like there's a little one um, 
just below the jeep and there's um another one somewhere else um like wolves and stuff uh with people and i i don't know if it's meant to represent the spirit especially the spirit of like born shapeshifters like kira like i've kind of theorized this other one is derek um not again i think that they're not necessarily painting in people that aren't currently on the show but um it is quite uh yeah quite sad but she she's definitely uh I mean, she's got her eyes open and stuff. Um, I don't know if there's a difference between the people who've got their eyes open and the people that don't. But do you think that Kira is kind of in the market for getting her kitsune removed completely? Like, if, if her if it's such a pro- like mm-hmm. if it's been such a problem, like, do you think that she'd actually permanently like maybe become not one either through choice or through you know forced circumstance? Is that even honestly? Possible? it came in with styles like it you know right right i mean i would i would say that it's possible but i don't think she would do that um i think that she would work on living harmoniously with it more than anything we know her mother has hundreds of years of experience as a kitsune and i feel like her mother would help her control the fox spirit and use it to her advantage because it does give Kira lots of advantages. You know, she's able to pick up on sword fighting very quickly and she's got some other stuff going for her. And I think as a character, if from the moment we met her, she's been very interested in this world in spirits and mythology. She loved the fact that Scott was a werewolf. I think she would want to stay who she is and I think she would want to help the pack. Mm. Yeah. I I mean, I'd hope so. Like, you know, by choice, I'm not sure if it'll happen, you know, without choice, but you know, the stabbing the Fox spirit with her own katana seems quite ominous. So not like anything else in this painting is ominous or anything, but you know, uh, next we have Lydia and I'm looking at Lydia probably closer than I have before. Um, and she's laying on the slab of concrete. I mean, I guess we should say it looks like everybody's in a pile around, like, the school. Um, yeah, there's the Eichen House. school sign as well. Yeah, and, like, a lot of um, brick and stuff like that. And, I mean, the Eichen House sign is in the background, but I think this is sort of meant to be, like, the school. And Lydia is laying on a slab of, like, concrete or something. And she's got on, like, that robe we saw her in mm-hmm. um, in the premiere for season five. So I think this is, like, Eichenhaus garb. Ooh, and I the drilling th- thing, that the thing that her grandmother drilled into her head is there, you know? Yes. And I thought that was hair across her face at first. But I'm seeing now that, like, it looks like her nose is bleeding and yeah. also... If they did, like, the trepanation thing, if they drilled a hole in her head, which we've seen in the trailer, um, they're possibly doing that, could possibly be doing that. I think this is blood across her face. I think it's blood, but I think it looks more like what her grandmother did, you know, the suicide thing. Mm. Well, in the trailer, though, we saw Valak trying to drill into her head. But they wouldn't do, like, just to be technical, they wouldn't do trepanation in the temple. Was he trying to drill into the temple or was he trying to drill into, like, the top of her head? Mm. Do you know? Because the temple thing expressly reminds me of, like, her grandmother's, like, suicide attempt in the bath. Yeah. Um, um, Whereas 
real life trepanation is done in the top of the skull. Like, I, you know, and obviously Valix is the third eye thing in the front of his head. But mm-hmm. yeah, going through the temple's definitely going to kill you, and, and that's <laughs> not the point of trepanation. If anyone wants actual details on the real aspect of that, it is a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And maybe it could have been more of, like, a symbol thing where they didn't want to show her necessarily, like, having a third eye or mm. something like that. So... I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Um, I, I mean, Valak, he, he, he's kind of up the top of the painting. I think it's him anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A, a, a near um, a man who's got spots and uh, near the Nagitsune as well. So uh, I think that's meant to be Valak. Yeah, because you can see. Yeah, I, mean, I got do. He's holes, but, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's meant yeah, to be him. Some of these people have got some real nice, disgusting illnesses all over them and stuff like that. Like the guy next to him that has those, whatever, those brown, spotty diseases. They look like bugs, bugs to me. Yeah. That's unpleasant. But, um, yeah. but yeah. Uh, we also have Liam to kind of continue with our heroes. I didn't know this was Liam at first. It doesn't really look like Liam to me. Um, but, you know, I mean, these aren't, like, exactly super accurate anyway. I think it's supposed to be, like, a quick painting type of thing. But, um, we have Liam sort of sitting up. He does not look well. (laughs) He's slashed across the chest. And I don't really know if there's anything directly tied to him. We've got some bugs potentially fireflies or moths like the bugs that attacked all those people um like in the car and the girls camping and stuff like that could be that but i'm not seeing anything else that like gives us a clue a further clue into like what could have happened to him other than he just kind of looks like he was attacked um yeah let me pull him up again for a second um yeah, I'm, I'm curious about, like, what it, the significance is of, like, people who have their eyes open versus closed, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. as well. Like, that's a big thing that I've gone through and, like, circled all of the different faces that I think might be significant, even if they're not necessarily recognisable as a main character. Because some people are, you know, eyes closed, you know, whether that means dead or, you know, comatose or whatever. Some people are, like, staring, eyes open, like, dead, and some people are properly awake. So do you think there's anything, like, do you think that that's just like, oh, don't want to make everyone the same, or do you think that there's, like, symbolism in all of that? I mean, I would always, like, side with symbolism, because if they put this much effort into designing this painting, I would imagine they're going to lay as many clues in here as possible. I'm going through and I'm looking and like Scott, Styles, Malia, Liam, Kira, Lydia all have their eyes open. But then there's a couple of other things that have their eyes open too. Like there's a kind yeah. of, you know, tra- a couple of like a weird half transformed thing up the top or strange robot man under the pile kind of staring out do you know who that's meant to what that what that's meant to be strange robot man right near the top of the pile very top okay. of the pile go down two white like glowing eyes looks a bit like vision oni i think it's an oni oh is it yeah oh, no, i can't tell and i think the scary man with the crazy teeth is a wendigo 
Okay. So why are these things, like, kind of surviving and, and showing yeah. us awake and stuff like that? Right, because, you know, the sheriff has his eyes closed. Does that mean he's going to die? Yeah, but Deaton's there with his eyes open and her little dead puppy on him, whatever that means. You, you know how Kira's got her fox spirit? Maybe Deaton is, like, secretly, like, a were-pomeranian or whatever that <laughs> is. Like, because there's no other – no, look, there's no other small animals. There's people who've got – there's plenty of wolves. There's, like – there's, like, quite a few people that have got, like, there's these people over the side that I, I don't know if they're berserkers or what, but they've got, like, the wolf heads on them or the bear heads. Uh, I mean, they look like wolf heads to me, but the wolf, you know, the wolf skin hats, which is, and then there's some people that have got proper wolf, like, there's right under the jeep, there's, like, a guy sort of cuddling a wolf, and then there's another guy cuddling a wolf um, right below the Beacon Hill school sign. Um <laughs> I wonder if Dean's little animal with him is just supposed to be, like, representative of the fact that he's a veterinarian. See, that's what I originally thought, but, you know, would they need that? Like, you know? I like the idea of him him being a were-pomeranian, though. Yeah, so we're going to go with that, I think, you know. Yeah. I also have made up in my head that the guy dragging the Beacon Hills sign, school sign, is Derek, but I don't know if it is. And then here, here, that's the thing, there's this one other guy who's awake, um, oh, those two men are kissing. Um, um, what? Just above the Beacon Hill school sign. Oh. <laughs> um, there's, and then two- Okay, so you think the guy with the white sort of ripped shirt is Derek? No, the guy dragging the sign. Oh, below him? Without the shirt. Oh. That's Interesting. Just my, that's just what I've made up for myself. But right to the side of that guy, there is a guy with a funny eye who is, and a kind of- the shirt tone is sort of pinkish, and he is awake and staring at the camera. And he has sort of blood on his chin. Do you recognize him? Wait, where are we looking? Beacon Hill school sign. Okay. Directly to the left. Left. Oh, oh. Oh. He's, he does he's have just above okay. Chris Argent. Like, he's between Chris Argent and the Beacon Hill <laughs> school sign. Um, and he seems to be quite detailed. Like, do do we know who that is meant to be? Is that meant to be anyone of significance? Um, I mean, the only other person properly looking at the camera. Yeah. Um, I've heard chatter, and I think this may have been the person that they were talking about. Um, Aiden, because Aiden died with all that blood around his mouth. That does not and look I'm, like Aiden. Everyone know, else in this looks like the people. That does not. That's nothing like Aiden. So I'm gonna question that. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm also trying to see like what color shirt he was wearing when he died. Yeah. But I'm having trouble seeing like. I oh, mean, it looks we, maybe white. We could be reading too much into this. Who knows? But. I think um, you're meant to, though. You know what I guy, mean? Like, like, the fact that no one else is awake and really, like, and he doesn't look dead. He looks like he's engaging, like, one of his, and his eyes look uneven. Like, one of them looks all, like, white and blown up, and one looks normal. But he looks like, with his good eye, he is engaging with the viewer as opposed to staring <laughs> into dead air. So I'm quite curious about who that's meant to be, unless it's meant to be Theo, but I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. I have a theory on who Theo could be, but um, where's this robot guy you said you were talking about? Uh, Literally the top of the pile. Maybe it is the Oni. I don't know. Like, top of the pile. Oh, right, right, right. 
Yeah, okay, and, sorry. And he's kind of got a carved mask, you know. Yeah, I, I do think that's him. Yeah. Um, I also wonder if to the right of the Jeep, the person that's sort of hanging out upside down, is that meant to be Melissa? Because it looks like a potentially like the a sur- surgical mask. Yeah, I think that, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. that's definitely Scrubs, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I really like that little napping wolf under the Jeep. I mean, it's probably dead, but I really like Is that. it a wolf or is it, it looks like a like a Labrador to me, like a dog, a regular dog. I don't know. Why would and I was like, is this supposed to be Scott's dog? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, um, have yeah. you seen Coach yet with the whistle? No, where's that? Um, let me see if I can find him again. It's been a while. Okay. If you look f- at the very bottom, you know where Parrish is? Uh, well, I know where Parrish's dog tags are. Are they near him, or are they not attached to him? No. Okay, look at Lydia. The figure right below her, the char char Oh, yeah, yeah, the burned, yeah, burned. Parrish. Yeah, yeah, Go down another person. This guy has a whistle around his neck. Oh, yeah. I think that's meant to be Coach. It's pretty ripped if he's Coach. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, um, yeah, some of the other things that we, uh, like, what do you think that that, I mean, he's coming back, obviously, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Why are Parrish's dog tags not on Parrish? Like, what does it mean? And, like, are we going to get his army backstory? Like, who who is this person who has Parrish's dog tags? Is his, like, old girlfriend going to come into the show or something like that? <laughs> um, I... Yeah, I don't know. I hope we get his backstory. I've always been interested in his backstory. The nematon, I believe the nematon is right to the right of the dog tag. So I wonder if that's why they're there. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, I think the the person directly above the dog tags looks like Daryl from The Walking Dead. The long hair, but, that like that, yeah. that's, that mullety, yeah. kind of the ears hair. <laughs> Yeah. yeah but, I haven't seen that, you know, but I know what you're talking about. Who you're talking yeah. About. yeah. Who knows? I don't like the wolf that's had its eyes ripped out directly below the yeah. It's Like, what happened to that? Is that meant to be symbolizing a, you know, a transformed person? Like, who is that that's had their eyes ripped out, you know? I mean, my first instinct was that it was Deucalion, but... Ooh, good point. But I don't really know how that would necessarily be connected because we've seen him as the demon wolf, but the demon wolf is like blue and weird. He's not, but you know, the Deucalion was like solid bro before he turned crazy. So maybe he does have the, it would be a bit of a, like, it would be a bit of a wanky, like situation to have, you know, I don't know how much people would like it if Deucalion was, you know, super evil and then he got, you know, to the stage of, like, you know, redeemed of, like, you know, pure wolf form, you know, um, that he could potentially have without, like, really earning it, if you know what I mean. But maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's just his automatic form before he was the demon wolf, like, or before he was evil in general and that he's reverted back to that or something like that. Yeah. Now, we already talked about Dean. Did you see poor, poor, dead skeleton Allison? Yeah, are we sure that's her? I mean, it's got the thing. 
She's holding the necklace, the Beast of Javadan necklace. How come she's a skeleton? No one else is a skeleton. Because she's like, been dead for so long. But even random bodies aren't skeletons, if you know what I mean. She's the only skull. There's some random... No, there's some random skeletons. Really? Like, yeah, go down to the bottom. There's a skeleton with this arrow in its chest, oh, and I've been trying to figure yeah, out who that Yeah, I did actually see that. Um, yeah, that's true, and that's because that's really a really old skeleton. So that's, yeah. that's good. Um, there's another person, I don't know who it is, um, as well... Um, hang on, back to Allison. Um, yeah, as I said, I think that they, you know, the people that are in the show that don't, they don't necessarily want to, um, like, or couldn't for whatever reason, like, paint in their actual likeness. Like, they don't, no, no longer have the, you know, right to use their likeness. They've found a way to put them in, like, either by turning them away from the camera or having it in like non-human form. And I guess is that an outfit Allison ever wore, like that lace-up top? I was wondering, I mean, I don't know, like, I'm sure we could find out or if anybody has, yeah, like, links to... I'm wondering if it's meant to be her, or if it's meant to be, you know, ye olde Argent from the Beast of Jevedon days, you know, maybe the one that, you know, st- you know, forged the necklace or something, like, if it's meant, if that's mm-hmm. meant to be a legitimate peasant dress, but it is ringing bells as something, so I'm assuming it is her... Um, but there's yeah. another girl just below Malia who's also sort of got her eyes open, but she's hanging upside down. Do we know who that is? No, and she's definitely, like, holding somebody's arm, yeah. which we can't really see the person whose arm she's holding. But I thought that was interesting. I mean, because she's so detailed, oh, you know, and she has this mark across her neck. Not case, is it? Looks nothing. Oh, like I'm putting my hand head upside down. It does not look like Kate, but yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I was thinking like Hayden at first. Yeah, it could be Hayden. I don't know. I'm trying to work it out. Interesting. Okay. Uh, continuing with our heroes, we have Chris with the shotgun. Yeah. And he kind of looks not necessarily dead, but not necessarily alive either. He's kind of like, yeah. he's kind of like, I don't think he's dead. I think that he's sort of just looking off to the side and he's awake and alert and he's, you know. He's definitely still clutching his shotgun. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's more than some people have got. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then, of course, we've already talked about him, but Charbroiled Parish. Mm. Um, he looks he looks quite dead. His eyes are closed, yeah. which is interesting. And he is he's black. He also kind of looks emaciated, but I don't know if that's meant to just be like the angle or the fact that this like isn't a super detailed painting. It's yeah. not like it's overly realistic. I mean, yeah, it's it's it, it's pretty pretty detailed in places, but there's a lot going on there. So yeah. Yeah, do you, do you think, by the way, do you see the the one that I thought was maybe Isaac, which is, like, where Scott's climbing out, and the one right below him? Yeah. Can you see Isaac in that face, or is that just me? I mean... at straws. <laughs> I don't know. I really want Isaac to have a scarf, so unless so I... identify s- him? Yeah, so unless I see a body with a scarf, it's not Isaac. I heard some people wondering if the person directly behind Scott is Jackson because of Jackson's white ripped shirt when he comes out of the water after mm, being bitten. With his back to Scott. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are also a couple other places where people have, like, whitish ripped shirts, so... Yeah, I mean, there's I a lot know. of theories about, like, you know, who could be what and where and why and stuff like that. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pretend that you see the... Let's see. Go back to Scott. Mm-hmm. Go up and over a little bit to the right. You see the, the red shoe. Yeah. The blonde person to the right of that. Yeah. I'm going to pretend it's Spike. Okay. You you do that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, Buffy from Buffy. He's Spike from Buffy. You've just decided. <laughs> he does look yes. very bleach blonde, but, you know. Exactly, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Let's move on to villains, because um, there's quite a few villains throughout this, too. First one is Nagitsune, um, up at the top, the bandaged man. Yeah. And, and he's holding, like, what is he even holding? It looks like he's ripped a bit out of a fence and is coming for you with it. <laughs> or could it be like, like a railing off of a staircase or something? Yeah, or like the Jeep's grill or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know, but he's thriving um, compared to most of the other people. Yeah. So, I mean, all this death, I'm not surprised. But somebody who's not thriving is the Drak. The poor Drak's head is on a spike. Yeah. So that makes me sad because I love Haley (laughs) slash Jennifer. Um, but, and then right below that, I didn't put this on the list, but the, the crow. Yeah, it's yeah. really in focus and stuff, so I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it's like, as I said, we've been expecting some sort of raven spirit, like, for a long time, for various reasons, and, you know, maybe this is it. Yeah, and, uh, it looks like it's about to peck somebody's eye out, which is kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Dread Doctors, which is back to Lydia. Um, we see three of them here with the the trepanation drill. And then some people were talking about... Above Styles. About, yes, Above Styles. We've and got Donovan. this... This Yes, and Donovan, which I did not notice at <laughs> first. But then Kristen pointed out to me the pipe through the chest. I was like, who would have had a pipe? pipe through the chest and I was thinking it was um before I found him it was Chris because you know how Chris had that through him for a little while like his stomach oh yeah and I was like um I don't know who that is and she was like Donovan and I was like oh god that's horrific Mm -hmm. but yes above him to the left of his outreached hand we have another figure a lot of people are wondering if this is a fourth dread doctor which I think is very interesting. Mm. When I first saw it, I thought it was going to be something connected to like New Mexico where Kira is going mm. because we see some sort of like indigenous spirity type people. Yeah. And I think they, the Oni come back if I'm remembering correctly. And it looks very like, yeah, like a warrior's mask or something, but it's got this third round bit in the center of the forehead, which could be like a third eye. Mm. I don't know if this is like they're creating a new dread doctor and giving them Valak's third eye. Yeah, it could be. It's a bit more colorful than the other ones. Like it's got red and maybe that's yeah. just the light and stuff, but it's, it's it looks like it's differently colored to the masks already on there. Maybe they're upgrading themselves. 
Maybe, but like this little bit that's sticking out of the right hand side of like its chin area makes me think that it is like a gas, gas mask. mask. Yeah. Yeah, which would mean I would assume that it's actually a dread doctor. Hmm. But you're right, like it's definitely and that's why I thought it was some sort of like indigenous spirity type thing because it was so colorful. I thought it was like blue and red and like yellow in places, but it's got scary teeth too. Hmm pointing that out there um we talked about the oni mask let's go to uh the sluag which is down on the left hand side it's underneath the bat and below chris argent some people are wondering if this is the canama which i can see because it, it does look a bit scaly but my argument that it's the slug is that this does not have a tail, as far as I can tell. Mm. And the way that it's grinning is very much like that creature's... Yeah, like, it's so smiley. <laughs> but it looks terrifying at the same time. I think it looks cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think it's the Kanama, Um but I'm not sure. Is the... Is the um, the the bug yeah the ma- the man with the bugs on him what did it look like when they got the distemper was it similar to that or like I can't remember mm. if this is just meant to be like a history of stuff that's happened on Teen Wolf or if it's meant to be like foreshadowing or because like why one random person covered in that stuff yeah and his face is actually I feel quite detailed compared to some of the others too. Yeah. I keep looking at all these random guys, and I'm like, that kind of looks like Danny. That kind of looks like Danny. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like Danny's in this, like, 20 times as a dead person. Yeah. Did you see Rave Wolf's claws? Yeah, that was a random thing to include. Yeah. I love that you can't even, like, see him. You just see his claws. Mm. It's pretty funny. But it's near Chris. And they're glowing. His his real name's Belasco, but I refuse to call him anything but Rave Wolf. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's a good, a very good uh, life ethic. Carry yeah. On as we began with <laughs> Rave Wolf. <laughs> the the White Wolf with its gouged out eyes. We talked about that. We talked about Valak. Um, the people you were mentioning before, which is actually right near Rave Wolf's claws, um, the ones in the, the, like, hides, yeah, my initial thought was that they were berserkers, because berserkers used to walk around with the hides of animals, and then they would, like, suck in their animalistic powers, yeah, but I know there's also been talk of, okay, Slight rant here. <laughs> There's also been talk of skinwalkers. I don't remember now if that's an official thing because I've read so many articles on a website that I will not name that are not just inaccurate but are boldly outright lies, completely made up stories and interviews and posing – posing theories as actual information from season 5B. About Teen Wolf specifically, you mean? Yes. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so I don't remember if skinwalkers are actually a thing I've or... I've never heard them mentioned in the Teen Wolf okay. world ever. In that They're case... obviously a thing in mythology in general, right. um, mm. but it's, um, an, it's kind of a, you know, a, I think it's Native American, 
and it's kind of like yeah. a transformation thing, you know, for you turning into an animal, but it's not the same as being a werewolf. It's like mm. a different thing. Right. Um, in that case, I do think that these are meant to be berserkers, which yeah. would put them, you know, once again in with the villains and everything. And then, um, yeah, lots of dead wolves, which is slightly concerning. Um, the only thing that makes me wonder about them being berserkers is it's not the way that we did berserkers when we saw them. They had the skull helmet. They We never saw yeah. anything with the skin hat, you mm-hmm. know? So... Yeah, I don't know. Could be something new for season five B because there are some clues throughout this. We'll get to some of the ones we noticed, Um, but who knows? Like it could be an homage to the Berserkers. It could be a reference to something that we have yet to see. Yeah, no idea. So moving on to little details and just kind of other things that we've noticed, of course, right next to these berserkers are um, is Styles' bat, which is broken. Aww. So that's sad and concerning. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Roscoe the Jeep, which, yeah, is also sad. I'd like to point Yeah, I would like to point out the bluish-gray area above and to the left of the Jeep, that was our bit. Yeah. Did it have any bit of the Jeep in the corner that we didn't know was the Jeep? It was just a bit of It was super boring, yeah. Thanks, MTV. You could have given us a good one to reveal. No offense. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh Yeah. Um, Let's see. What other little details? How much would have you freaked out if we'd got one just a square that included, like, just the Nagitsune or something, and you're like, what? He's yeah, like, why is this happening? I would have definitely freaked out. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's better that they just gave us a bit of the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, down at the bottom, to the right-hand side, this is sort of near um, the wolf with the gouged-out eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yellow wolfsbane, at least yeah. I'm assuming wolfsbane. There's a plant, and there's not plant anywhere else. There's a little bit of flowers. Yeah. yeah. And what was the deal with the yellow wolfsbane? Oh. It was like... More potent than regular Wolfsbane? I will find out for you, but yes, I do remember um, there being a thing. So normal is purple, obviously. What was that one they mentioned a few times? Blue Nordic. But yeah, they re- they um, introduced this in, in Yellow Wolfsbane. Um, they did mention it, I believe, in Season 4? Or, yeah. 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 And, um, and that's right, and they put it on the... Okay, yeah, they put it on the blade in um, IED, um, the one with where Liam uh, has a thing a, a, as a means of paralyzing a victim, you know, because they ran out of cannon of, you know, venom, I guess. So mm. apparently it can cause paralysis. So it's a very, I don't know if that's like worse than just killing it, if you know, like if, if, if it means that the purple is actually killing them and yellow is technically weaker or does something specific or if it is... Uh, meant to be stronger so i'm not not 100 percent sure but specifically we saw it used for paralysis i can't remember on who exactly but i can probably find out so there i just remember they were like growing it in that warehouse yeah yeah like it was like a hydroponic like you know thing um and hang on 
So it was actually used by those creepy, like, pretend teenagers when they were hunting people on the um, right. The kill, you know, the the benefactors list. So yeah, I think it was Brett that got paralyzed um, in in the lacrosse game. So because I remembered someone getting paralyzed in the lacrosse game, and I couldn't remember if it was Liam or whatever, but no, it was Brett. Um, and he is because he was on the list, obviously. Um, and yeah, he they used it to paralyze him, but we haven't seen it since, so I don't know the significance of that. Um, right, if it could be coming back or yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, if you go back to poor dead skeletal Allison, and you look above her, we see Styles's name written out on. Yeah. I don't know. At first, I was like, "Is it a grave?" But then Kristen was like, "Well, it's not really etched. It's like written." And I don't know if it's supposed to be like glass, and it's written on glass, or um, I, I saw somebody else that. say like, that. I don't know. <laughs> like, are we sure that this is all intentional and this guy isn't just like filling space? Like, why would you fill the space by randing the writing the random name of the character? Like, that's. Insane. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that it's random for that exact yeah. reason. Um, some other people are saying maybe it's a book and this is written on it. And then if you look at the person directly underneath that, like it definitely doesn't look like styles. I know we already have styles, but I don't know if something could be related to, to help, like, you know, you kind of, yeah. Like, like, Oh, styles help me. Like it's their yeah. last message or something. That's tragic. Yeah. One of the biggest parts of this and the ones that's got people really um, chattering about it is if you go back to Liam and then look to the right of him on the stones, we have a septogram, which is a seven pointed star. And this one is within a circle. Now, this is usually a pagan symbol. It's been used in Christianity, and it's it represents number seven, obviously, which has its own set of meanings. But this is also, like, it can be used for protection. It can be used for a lot of different things, depending on where it originated and how it's used. Do you have any other theories? Because at the moment, I feel like, this doesn't really tell us anything, but it's clearly supposed to be a major clue. Um, there's one on the Australian flag. That's all I got for you. Okay, just maybe so, we're going to Australia just so next. So you know, there's a septogram on the Australian flag. Because yeah, oh, we have a, we have a constellation of five stars. Um, that is a very famous constellation that you can see from. Austra- like from Australia and not very many other places in the world, and then a big star, big seven-pointed star, because we have seven states in Australia. So it's like your 50 stars, except it's all it's just mm. seven points on one star. Uh, that's all I know about septograms. So. Oh, you know what else? I was just going back to the Wikipedia page to see if I could garner anything else. The seven-pointed star is incorporated into the flags of various bands of the Cherokee Nation and the badges of Navajo Nation police. Uh, so this has Native American ties. Yeah, and yeah, okay, that's could be... If we're talking about skinwalkers, if we're talking about, like, raven spirits, that yeah. all ties in. To, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I would be so into that. Please, Teen Wolf, yeah. do that. Oh, God. 
unfortunately, it's this. This is a very delicate thing because I there may be people listening to this who have this way of life, but in general, I 100% do not. Uh, so it says that, yeah, apparently one of the um, heptagrams, the, a particular type of them, the 7-3, which is very uh, similar to what we – this this shape, this exact shape of, of the heptagram, because there's different ways you can do it, um, mm-hmm. like different ways that you can make the point. So this one is apparently sometimes used – um, it's used by some members of other kin subculture as an identifier. And do you know what um, other kin are? I do not. There's no way I'm going to be able to tell you this without sounding really judgmental, but I'm going to, like, go out on a limb and say that we don't have any people who listen to us who are of this lifestyle. They are people who – okay. You know how some people, you know how there are people out there who kind of, and it's they're kind of like, we don't like them. We we kind of are like, no, you are wrong. This is a stupid thing. Who are like, for example, white, but say they identify as black, so therefore they are black because it just means that much mm. to the black culture or whatever. Like, you know, like that crazy woman on the news, if you know what I mean. Yeah. These are people, other kin are people who identify as partially or entirely non-human as in that they believe they really are a wolf or they believe they are really a mythological creature or something like that. And it's not, like, just something in theory. It's something that people, like, believe, like, genuinely in in life, if you know what I mean. And I don't know how much it affects their day-to-day life. Some people a lot and some people are not a lot. But that is a thing, basically. So, um, and I don't know how much that ties into, like, you know, the people that walk around wearing tails and stuff on purpose, but yeah. um, that is a thing. So it, it's, it might be, you know, we've had the clinical lycanthropy thing with, you know, um, mm-hmm. the, the dad, you know, Scott's, he's not his real dad. I mean, his real dad, not his, not his <laughs> teen wolf dad, you know, with Dr. What's-His-Face. Um, and so that they've kind of identified the, the clinical lycanthropy um, versus the, um, you know, real lycanthropy. So I don't know if this is in any way something that the show would ever tackle, but apparently it's, yeah. But that is a thing that some people believe, like, you know, they believe they're a vampire or they believe that they're really a wolf spirit or something like that, like, you know. um, And it's a little bit intense for me. Like, it's not like fun and games in fandom. It's legitimately something that these people uh, believe about themselves, and it's not something that I think is super sane, but never mind. Sorry if there's yeah. anyone that that offends, but it's pretty universally weird, I think. <laughs> we can safely say that it's not, not, not something that is, you know, a particularly accepted lifestyle choice. Um, but yeah. that symbol's used by them too, so... Okay. This is a well, show hopefully... about supernatural, you know, and people not knowing about it or knowing about it. Maybe there's going to be a weird cult of, like, humans who, like, know about the supernatural <laughs> and who believe that they are that, if you know what I mean. And then Scott and Lydia are like, yeah, no, you're not really that. Sit down. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, Let's hope it has to do more with the Native American version. Fingers crossed. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, another big one that people were really looking into is the guy with the scroll. And he mm-hmm. is above Sheriff Stalinsky and a little bit to the right by the lacrosse stick. 
And he's holding a scroll that reads Demnatio Memoriae. Mm. And this is uh, Latin for condemnation of memory. And it's sort of like a title given to traitors. And it had um, like traitors, not like traders, like people who betrayed you. Mm. Um, and this, this was given like during Roman times and stuff like that. Um, the person holding him, this is my my theory that it's Theo because, one, I don't know if we've really noticed Theo. And even though this guy doesn't look like Theo, Theo did betray everybody. We knew that he was a bad guy from the beginning, but not everybody else did. Yeah. And the only other character that they've talked about not being able to trust is Kira. And obviously Kira's not a dude. So... I mean, at least I that mean, we know of. This person could be in the process of delivering that to, like, nail it to the forehead of whoever it's for. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be the person holding it. But, you True. know, when we were talking about the circles of hell, you know, we had um, Theo um, in, I think he was, um, like, fraud, and then Kira was above him as treachery as, like, the worst circle of hell. So, mm-hmm. still don't know what that's about. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, this is a pretty detailed lacrostic that's right behind his head. Yeah. Um, does Theo play lacrosse? Maybe. We don't know, right? I don't know because if we've had that, yeah. We didn't have lacrosse in 5A, and that's the only time we've seen Theo. So yeah. we don't know if he does. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. But I feel like the lacrosse stick is. Oh, maybe. Because I feel like the lacrosse stick is, like, attached to him. I mean, the main part of it is very much, like, touching his shoulder and everything. So, and the end of it is kind of, somebody's got their arm around it, but you can't see who it is necessarily. Hmm. Interesting. And then, um, let's see, I think this was the last big detail, is across the bottom of the painting, we see the bestiary pages scattered amongst the dead bodies and you can't necessarily read anything or like see pictures of what's there um there are a couple where like i see a face that could be maybe a dread doctor or something else um i don't know there but it's it's all across the bottom of the it painting is the bestiary I, I didn't know whether it was that or i think another. so you know, it either could be that or it could be the book Lydia was reading yeah. when she figured out that Parrish was a hellhound. Yeah. I don't know either. Um, but like we said before, there are so many details in this painting. So many faces that are probably minor characters that we aren't even aware of. Mm. Um, I still have a lot of questions. Like, I really want to know who that skeleton is with the arrow through its chest. Mm. It could just be representative of, like, somebody Allison killed or and not necessarily, like, a bad thing. Um, but there's there's a lot of little minor faces where I'm like, is that meant to be somebody? And, oh, near the top, too, two things I wanted to point out. One, there's a wolf eating somebody's foot, which is... Yeah. For me, the most disgusting part of this painting, I don't know why, but it really mm-hmm. grosses me out. And then, um, right near the Nagitsune, you have this person's shoe, which has a little lion symbol on it. Yeah. And I think this could just be like, I don't know. 
The shoe is sticking out. It's very prominent. It's next to the Nikitsune, so you're going to notice it. It's very clearly got a symbol on it, whereas, like, none of the other shoes do. Yeah. I wonder if it's a clue. Like, you know, I don't know why on earth anyone would bother putting that in, but, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so that makes me wonder if it's, like, another clue. It's just making me feel crazy, like, like just analyzing like yeah. all of this stuff. Yeah. It's like crazy. We're going. Oh, this is the more I stare at it, this? like it's not going to mean yeah. anything. Like, like who are these two kissing well, men? Like, why is that happening? <laughs> the more I stare at it, the more I swear I see words in some of the like oh, swishes no. of pain. Don't even go there, if- Karen. Go back to the lacrosse stick. That little swish of red paint near the handle. I swear it says where, as in like W E R E. But I the can't. only thing I wondered was that the the thing around Sheriff Stalinsky, that cable. Is that like just his radio cable, or is that like a weird word? Yeah. Like you know, like I did wonder that earlier. Like, is it just his? I think cable it's his radio cable. cable. Like, yeah. <sighs> Because I think, really, that's the most prominent thing on him that kind of shows no that it's badge. the sheriff. They don't yeah. have his badge on him. Yeah. yeah. And I've also heard chatter of people comparing the low-res pieces that we put together versus the high-quality version that mm-hmm. Teen Wolf um, put out yeah. and how there are a couple of changes. And there are instances where people have seen – Styles and Scott's faces in, in more than one place. Oh, maybe that was an accident. I don't know. Yeah, but there's there's a lot. There's a lot here, and I'll be curious if anybody noticed anything else. Um, if you print than ours, feel free to share them. Um, this is really interesting to me obviously right up my alley <laughs> so be happy to continue talking about it but i'm also really um interested come the end of season 5b returning to this painting and seeing what like, we well that didn't matter at all <laughs> whatever yeah we're like oh that totally meant something and i didn't realize it and yeah did we um did we talk about the human heart that's sitting near no, lydia we didn't no so that's another concerning thing. Mm. <laughs> and do we know where this and, came from? Yeah, see, like the artist? No, not that I know of. I'd really like to find out. I know for a fact it's not Swan, who has Swan Smith, who has done a lot oh, of I'm Teen Wolf um, yeah. art before. Yeah, this was not his. Um, but like you were talking about, the more you look at it, the more you see things. I'm noticing now, like people's hands and how they're positioned and how like Lydia's hands are really blurry and coach's hands are strangely detailed. And like, are they supposed to be pointing to things? Like, what does it all mean? I don't know. Um, the big thing about this is that, um, as well that, um, you know, we're talking about like Dante's circles of hell and this the symbolism if this was a Renaissance painting, like, you know, like a Hieronymus Bosch or, like, you know, any any painting, basically, any of these big, massive tableaus that were done then, 
every single aspect would be purposeful symbolism. That is exactly how they worked back then, if you know what I mean. So if we are still tying into the, like, um, Dante's Circles of Hell, Renaissance era, everything like that, um, then it is likely that every single piece could be symbolic because that is how they used to roll with giant, gross paintings of hell like this. So, yeah. Yeah, which is why I've been looking at it so closely because I'm like, why would they paint this in here if it just doesn't mean anything? And there are areas that are definitely, like, not as detailed that are blurred out that you can kind of just skim over because, oh, it's just supposed to show, like, more dead bodies, basically. So you can get the idea that there are a lot of dead people here. But then there'll be, like, this random face that is Really, really detailed and detailed. realistic, yeah. and you're like, it's, it's like, gotta mean is something. This someone that we meant to know about, like, yeah, yeah. But uh, that basically brings us to the end of the painting. It's a lot of painting. It is a lot of painting. I really want like a huge version of this no, for my you wall. Don't. Really? Yes, I That's do. Miserable, it's, Karen. It's so beautiful, though. But miserable. So? Well, I don't know. <sighs> you could make it your computer screensaver. Oh, that's a good idea. Anyway, um, it's gigantic and horrible, so, you know, if, if you get one, your house will be a dark and morbid place. It'll go really well with all your Funkos. Yes. Yes, it will. <laughs> um, okay. Is there anything about else about this? Do, do we have any kind of commentary on it or, do, you know, from others, like any, any feedback or did we want to, um, you know, say anything else about it before we finish up? I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah, we just had a few people on Twitter as it was coming together about, um, you know, people's bits that upset them and stuff like that. Like, you know, and also it's worth commenting, like, you know, as we mentioned before, how – crazy it is that the fandom like you know activized activated to put it together and all of that kind of thing like you know it's lucky that they got all of the pieces you know that it wasn't just uh you know that like half of the people weren't like no i don't want to share but i think everyone kind of (laughs) got the message or uh, about what to do um and i don't know how they picked the accounts but presumably like you know people they knew would work together but Imagine being that guy. Imagine, like, sitting at MTV being, like, got to make a list of 100, like, fan accounts that we know about that we can send this to. Like, that would be Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, But, yeah, um, I I think uh, Marge mentioned with a sad face, like, so many animals in that pile of dead, which was the same for me. I was like, what are all of the animal spirits? Like, animals, are they spirits? Are they just meant to be animals that are, like, you know, included, like, as I said, like, Deaton's Pomeranian? Maybe that's meant to be Scott's dog that died. The small dog. Because I've got a feeling that that dog was meant to be a small dog. But, um, you know, the wolves and, and all that kind of stuff, obviously Kira's fox. Um, and, and yeah, it's just an intense, um, intense experience, basically, the whole, the whole painting altogether. So, yeah, I'm sure that some of it is going to mean quite a lot but I also think that if we think about it much more we're going to go crazy yes let's (laughs) stop staring at all our dead faves yeah all our dead faves good times okay all right so 
We will um, finish up this episode now, and we'll see you again later in the week uh, with another much less depressing episode. Um, And (laughs) then, you know, next weekend we'll have something else to put together for you. Um, Obviously, we've still got quite a few few weeks till the premiere, um, so we've got a few ideas to work on for the episodes in the following couple of weeks as well. Um, and there's no other particularly big news. This is the biggest news about Teen Wolf at the moment, I suppose. Um, yep. That's about it. Um, if you want a little piece of Teen Wolf, kind of tangential Teen Wolf no, um, news, um, Tyler Hecklin, um, you know, obviously one of the reasons that he, you know, chose to step away from Teen Wolf for a while um, was to focus on um, a different path of, of entertainment, which he was doing some independent films um he's done he's done i think two or three but one of them um which ha- has been talked about before as uh being called that's what i'm talking about is actually renamed at the moment because i was i've been going through lists of movies coming out for 2016 for something with hyperball it's been renamed as everybody wants some and it's by director um richard linklater who has like he's like an oscar winning director and it sounds like from the promo that it's getting from the it, it's um and stuff like that that is this movie is going to be like quite a big deal. Like this is not going to be like a small like movie that no one sees. Like this is going to be a relatively big movie, and he's one of the more but more well known people in it. Like the cast is all like kind of semi unknown like television kind of people. Um, so things could get quite exciting for him with this movie. Um, so that that should be interesting. Um, like he obviously won the the Oscar last year for Boyhood, um, and he but he's also done like you know teen dramas like Dazed and Confused. So that's just a bit of a tangential Teen Wolf cast news. Um, look out for this movie coming out called Everybody Wants Some. It's due out I think in April next year, um, and it's actually going to be a really big project for him. So that should be interesting to see how that's received by the world, and if Tyler Hecklin gets to go to the Oscars, probably not, but we'll see, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, that's my little little piece of news to contribute for this week. All right. Um, if there's nothing else that you need to report, Karen, we can wrap it up. Yeah. Cool. I'm good. All right. Until next time, um, we have and will always continue to be Not Another Teen Wolf podcast. Um, and we'll see you guys, uh, yeah, later in the week again with another new episode, I think. So, bye-bye. Bye. There's a tiny little. Is that Deaton? There's. I just. I just. I just uh, enlarged the picture, the very high res version. And for some reason, the 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 the, mo- the the zoom that it like focused around. I think it's Deaton. There's a dead guy, black guy, and he has a little curled animal, not like Kira's fox, like. But like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, is that Deaton? Because the little yeah. animal is cute, but I don't want it to be dead. <laughs> I think it's just sleeping. Sure. I think you're going to be saying that about a lot of a lot of people in this painting, aren't you? All right. Um. <laughs>